Hey everyone. So today we're going to demystify all of the wearable devices that are out there. Um, there have been a bunch that have been out there for a while. Whoop, Aura, uh, Fitbit. I'm even looking at a screen just because there's so many, so I don't forget. Whoop, Aura, Fitbit, Halo, Apple Watch, uh, and a Garmin. Um, and they keep coming up with different updates and new features, and it can get really confusing to figure out which of these actually apply to me? Which should I really be using? Um, what's actually worth the investment? Um, but at the end of the day, I would say, as we've been using them, seeing other people using them, and seeing the research that's come out, I would say that uh, we are definitely in agreement that getting one is absolutely worth it. And it's a matter of finding one that's right for you. Is there any more that you want to add? Um, no, I would just reinforce that point. You got to really take your time on this purchase, um, really decide and be clear on what your goal is, what it is that you want to track. Um, for example, um, sleep is something that's really important to us in HRV and recovery. So in choosing our devices, we want to make sure um, that we have that technology and it's the best of all of the ones that you named and then another one is especially with the type of workouts that we're doing right now um, preparing for these deca events it's a spartan type race um the real-time heart rate and being able to get it accurately really quickly um is important and we need it in real time we don't have time to let's say if we're on the rowing machine and doing a, a 500 meter sprint to like stop and push a button to see like, oh, wait, it's, I don't have my heart rate yet. Hold on, hold on. Oh, there it is. You, yeah. We don't have that time. We've got to be able to look at it and get it. ASAP. Exactly. So do your homework, take your time. Yeah. And that's what I, we want to help with you today. Cause I, I feel like a lot of these products, they are so focused on really the features of them and it becomes really confusing to figure out who's actually going to be benefiting the most from it. So that's what we want to do today and, sh and show you what's the most cost-effective and beneficial for you. Um, so let's first start off with the person who um, maybe for them, they, they're just like, um, they have a busy life um, and they struggle maybe to consistently get enough sleep. They maybe have to rely on stimulants in order to be able to get through the day. Um, and so really for them, they would just love to be able to consistently get a good night's sleep. Um, so let's talk about some of the options that I think would be very valuable. I think one would be the Aura Ring. Um, and the Aura Ring, um, it's a ring that you wear on your finger. Um, and it's really designed for the person who wants to really be able to get very accurate sleep data. Um, the, I mean, they measure stuff in the day, which I mean, I guess you can comment um, like activity, calorie steps in at, um, but as far as, I mean, I feel like that stuff's kind of not very valuable. It's just kind of like bells and whistles, but it's like, at the end of the day, do you really, yeah, it's I interesting mean, it's, to look at all of that stuff. I mean, if you're a high level athlete, although I, I shouldn't say that because I have seen a number of athletes that are now tracking their steps. And I don't know if it's just that it's a fad. It's like a popular thing to do. It's like, oh, I did 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 steps today. Um, you know, if you're just starting out on your fitness journey and you're using walking as your uh, main exercise at the moment, then yeah, the steps are important. So again, 
um, it really comes down to who you are and what your goals are when selecting these things. But I would say across the board, regardless, tracking sleep and HRV is really, I think, number one, no matter what background you're yeah. coming from. So if your goal, again, is just sleep, then I would say that the aura ring is definitely something that could be worth considering because it's supposed to, it's apparently because of the, the of its tracking on the finger, um, it's going to be more accurate than um, something you'd be wearing on your wrist. And that's the only one that's out there really in the market right now that actually tracks um, by via your finger. Um, yeah, and so all the data points related to it are really around um, being able to measure not only your sleep, but how rest the quality of your sleep and how recovered you are the next day, which kind of leads, I, I would say, into maybe the topic of HRV, since a lot of these devices that we're going to be talking about today do cover uh, measure HRV. And that's something that then um, you as a consumer can either do something about that information or it's abstracted from you and maybe they'll have like a readiness score. But I think, but as a consumer, I think it's any, it, whether you're an athlete or not an athlete, it's something that's definitely you can use um, to improve your health or whatever your goal is. So is that something, Pete, can you talk about maybe first, what is HRV? So HRV to keep it um, real simple is we have um, our nervous system that um, says, uh, I wanna flex my bicep or I'm gonna move a finger. Um, those type of voluntary um, actions or patterns. Um, and then there is the involuntary, which is your kidney function, your liver function, breathing, these types of things that we don't have to think about, thankfully, and they just work for us to, to keep us alive. And again, I'm, I'm oversimplifying here, but, but um, what we're looking at when measuring HRV is how those two systems are essentially communicating. Um, and the interesting thing about understanding HRV is that the higher the variability, the better the score, and the higher the variability and the better the score means that those two systems are working well and efficiently and talking to each other and you're well recovered and that you're not stressed out. So a lot of stress, and I don't mean like good stress, like you know, a good workout, which would be something we recommend. Um, but I'm talking like life stress, you know, paying bills and, you know, all the pressures of, of life in the world, that type of chronic stress, not getting enough sleep is going to lower that HRV score. Um, so think of it, uh, I'll put it, I'll, I'll add this piece. Um, when you have a low HRV and those systems are not communicating, you're driven by a lot of, let's say, nervous energy. There's a lot of cortisol. Um, you have high levels of cortisol, which um, chronic or constantly high levels of cortisol um, and adrenaline are not good. Um, we need to have bouts of performance and some stress with bouts of rest. Stress, rest, stress, rest, stress, rest. And when there's more stress than there is rest, you have a low HRV. That now is connected to a lower, um, sorry, a higher, excuse me, low HRV to a higher mortality rate, 
um, and chronic, chronic high, more susceptibility to chronic disease. So it's something that's really important for general health, not just athletes. Yeah. Um, so if you're um, like sleep is just something that is uh, a met, like the your number one goal is being able to just like improve the quality of your sleep. The Aura Ring does include a readiness score. So essentially they've developed an algorithm that takes into account your HRV on the average from the night uh, that you slept and, and maybe some other, there are probably other factors as well. Um, so that isn't necessarily a number that you have to know. You could just look at whatever they have uh, believe uh, is indicative of how ready you are for that day. Um, now, I personally haven't used it, so I wouldn't necessarily know um, how effective it is. That's something that you will have to then certainly explore. I know just from my own experience, I, I've used a WHOOP before, um, and in the past with the readiness score, um, it wasn't 100% accurate. Um, and I personally feel like uh, using HRV is a more accurate number for me than using a abstracted uh, readiness score. Um, I've just found that with like eight, knowing like what the HRV is, then I'm able to have a better idea of what that means of how I'm able to have my, what my energy is going to be like their next day, how my workout uh, capacity is going to be for that day. Um, Incidentally, um, our good friend and um, somebody that we rely on a great deal and within our coaching service, Dr. Bach, Baccarelli from Westchester Wellness, um, is a big um, proponent of Aura. Yeah. That, that's kind of his, his go-to. So we don't, we don't, um, we're not advocating for any of these. We're just trying to give you guys um, the information um, and then help to guide you along the way in choosing what's right for you. Yeah. And in terms of if like cost is something that is a um, really strong factor in your decision, I'd say one bonus with uh, what Aura has compared to the others is that it is, you pay it once and then you have it for, you don't have to pay a, a monthly fee. Um, so it, I mean, last time I checked, it was around like $250. Um, whereas other thing, other, like if they have a whoop or a Fitbit, um, those have a recurring membership. So there would reach a point where if you want to use this for the long term, you'd end up paying more for a device like a Halo, I mean, not a Halo, for a, like a Whoop than you would for something like an Aura where you just pay once, um, you know, in the beginning for it. Um, so that's another reason why I would suggest it to someone first where sleep is maybe is their only goal um, that they want to improve on. So now let's go into the person who um, their goal is to change their physique where maybe they want to, their goal is to lose weight, um, I mean, lose body fat, or maybe to actually gain muscle mass. Um, and I think from, out of all the devices out there, I think the most interesting in this category is the Amazon Halo. Um, and that's because of the technology that they've developed um, where, um, using artificial intelligence, you can now take a picture from your phone of your body and it's able to more accurately than a home scale, be able to determine what your body fat percentage is. And then now that you have this picture, you can see over time uh, what comparison of what your physique was 
you know, before and then after any interventions that you've done. And I think this is more accurate because a lot of times when people, you know, come to us for coaching, they'll say, I want to lose weight. I want to be, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to, uh, they'll, they'll maybe come up with that number in mind and not necessarily think bigger picture about, well, maybe it's not necessarily that you want to lose weight, but you really want to, ch- you know, change your body composition that like, I mean, would you actually, it's, it's the l- losing fat that's going to give you the results that you uh, desire, not necessarily just losing weight. Like you wouldn't be happy if you lost a bunch of muscle, but you lost weight. You're not going to necessarily look in a way that's going to be more appealing to you. Yeah. So this is somewhere in between. It sounds like to me, this is somewhere in between a bioelectrical impedance scale yes. um, and actually having a DEXA scan. Mm-hmm. So DEXA would be obviously the most yes. accurate. Um, and then using a bioelectrical impedance scale is like ballpark. And it strikes me that the halo is kind of somewhere in the middle of those two. Yeah, which I think is is cool. I mean, because like we do we've used a DEXA scan, um, and we something that we definitely we refer recommend our customers to a, a great deal. But what we found was that um, there's just there is a great discrepancy because of the accuracy of the DEXA scan. It kind of renders the bioelectrical impedance scale almost irrelevant. Yeah. There was such a big difference in my body fat percentage from one to the other. It's like, it didn't even make sense to get back on the scale, even for like a ballpark number. So maybe I think we should explain what a DEXA scan is. So can you explain what a DEXA scan is? Um, Sure. It's a rather big machine that um, looks like an MRI, except you don't go into a tube. It uses very, very low level radiation. Um, So you literally just lay on a table on your back, um, fully clothed, and the machine literally scans your body from head to toe and can tell you very, very accurately um, your percent body fat, your visceral fat, your uh, gynoid fat, and literally from head to toe, like where this fat is being stored. It is the most accurate measurement of body fat that one could possibly do and it's just like it's really cool there are places out there um where you can go to these uh places and you get this done i mean it's like 75 dollars for just like one of these and the actual data that you get back with is really cool but the it is 75 dollars just for one whereas like with the halo i mean the newest one that's coming out it's $80 $80 for the actual device and then $4 a month membership. Well, and you, so can, you can do you this can scan you yourself right in your own day. bathroom or in your own living room. You know, well, I wouldn't do it every day, but but I mean you <laughs> theoretically could and like you can and you take as many as you, you want. You don't have to get in the car and go someplace to have exactly. a, to have a Texas scan. So so I mean that makes it a bit <laughs> so that really makes it much more intriguing, I I would say. And and uh and then just being able to have that just being able to document yourself and the actual physical changes of your body. Cause a lot of times we see is like when customers are in the process of losing weight or they want to gain muscle, they'll um, it, it can be hard to feel like you're making progress. Um, but once you actually see that, because maybe the scale's not moving, but then once you actually see the pictures of yourself, that's when you can start to be like, Oh, wow, really? I do look a lot you know, better than I did before. Yeah. Um, and really so I think cool. that's, yeah. So I think, and because the halo does that, um, has these 3D pictures that it's a, that it stores and that it, you can be able to compare your progress. I think that's another thing that makes it 
really uh, valuable. Uh, downside, I would say one of the things that I know because we were looking at this for P, and this is one of the reasons why we wanted no HRV. Yeah, no HRV. So we, we were looking at devices for P to get, and the Come downside, on Amazon, right? HRV. <laughs> so right now, as of right now, the Amazon Halo does not track HRV. So if you are a um, you know an athlete, um, you have a competition coming up that you want to train for. Um, you work out really hard, and you want to be able to understand um, you know if how hard you should work out the next day. Then um, this is may not be the device for you, or it'd be a device that you would get, and you want to then have like an Aura Ring or um, maybe like an Apple Watch as well, so you can which, get that HRV. Yeah, which we do know people yeah. who use multiple devices. So I mean, you can, that's an option, but I mean, you know, it's it's a matter of you got to be really into this and be willing to spend the extra money. Yeah, and we want to help you be able to um, decide which one or which more than one device is right for you. So if you just want the one device and your goal is fat loss or muscle gain, then I think this one's definitely really intriguing, especially with um, the fact that, I mean, the price point's kind of ridiculous compared to uh, all the other devices out there. I mean, $80 a month and $4, I mean, $80 for the, the actual device itself and then $4 per month for the subscription is, I mean, I, there's no other device on the market that's that uh, low of a cost. Um, so definitely really intriguing. Um, in terms of, I guess, all the other features, I would say of, I mean, the Halo, it does do um, just map, track your sleep as well. So you could use that, I guess, I say, if you like, if um, you also are curious to track your sleep and you sleep is an issue maybe where you're not consistently getting enough, I would say the Halo could also be a good option for you as well um, because it does that. Um, heart rate as well. So in your, uh, if you're doing a workout and you are trying to um, measure your heart rate in a certain, uh, at a certain number or a certain range, that could be something as well. Um, now okay. blood, there. this one also has on-demand blood oxygen levels, which uh, is like kind of confusing, but like, like, what does that actually mean? How would you use it? And so that's where Pete, I want to say, how, see, well, how would you so, use this? Okay, so two things. One is that because of COVID, that measure became really important um, because those who had gotten really sick with COVID, um, their oxygen, sat blood oxygen saturation had plummeted. And it's one of the ways um, that doctors and nurses knew that you needed help like really fast. So that became popular, unfortunately, because of that. In the sporting world, it's extremely useful um, for endurance and strength endurance athletes. So in other words, doesn't really matter if you're a hundred meter sprinter. Um, doesn't really matter if you're a power lifter and doing a one rep max or Olympic weightlifting, those type of athletes, shot put, et cetera. Um, but if you are uh, riding a bicycle, long distance, um, you know, these types of marathon or, you know, even 5k um, doing hit high intensity interval workouts, um, the blood oxygen is a measure of intensity. 
And one of the ideas is to be able to push yourself into a lower oxygen, uh, which means that you're working really, really intensely and then back off, allow for recovery and then do another interval. Um, and there are actually devices, uh, I'll just mention one quick um, that we've, we haven't used, but um, one that's called the Human Hex that is really interesting that can actually measure your oxygen sat saturation in a muscle group. So like if I was cycling, I could put the strap onto my thigh and measure the amount of oxygen that my thigh is getting. So all these devices here, um, they're because the blood oxygen is actually a feature now that's, I guess you said maybe because maybe it's because of more of COVID that is more common now in, in a lot of other devices. So yes, yeah, well, and most of them are healthy people have a 98, 99, 100. If you're healthy, you have no bronchial issues, cardiorespiratory issues, you're healthy, you're not sick, you've got a 98 plus. And so, you know, people that were in COVID were seeing like 88 and lower, mm, which okay. is, you know, really it's that that's getting not good. Yeah. Um, if you're working out, you're actually trying, you know, if you're doing a, a, a hard sprint on a bicycle, you know, and you're trying to push that limit, um, you're going to hit 88, but then when you back off, it's going to pop right back up. So it's kind of, it's really cool technology. So for the person who maybe is, um, their goal is uh, fat loss, muscle gain, or sleep, is blood oxygen measuring that something that's important? Uh, I mean, it's nice to, yeah, I would want to, I, I would want to look at it, you know, just to see like, oh, I'm 98. So, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm good. I'm healthy. It's not something that I would like check, um, you know, multiple times a day or, you know, worry about that much. So not, not really. Now, unless you're a competitive athlete, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So now let's move on to competitive athletes. So whether it's a strength sport, endurance or strength endurance sport, um, the device, just from what we've seen out there, that seems really uh, the most, I guess, geared towards athletes um, is definitely the whoop. Um, I mean, and I say that, um, and I and here's a story, I guess, of what we can compare. Because right now, I actually have the Apple Watch. Um, I mean, I, I love it. Uh, but we were in a workout the other day. And I was just doing the workout by myself. Um, but Pete was coaching me during the workout. And um, he was tr we were training to intentionally uh, have my heart rate within a certain uh, range. Um, during ski interval sprints. And because the Apple Watch isn't designed for the athlete, it's really for the health, for the person who cares about their health, fitness, um, and just, you know, being more technologically savvy, I guess. Um, there isn't a way as of right now to be able to, for Pete to be able to look on his phone or on my phone and see what my heart rate is in real time. Um, I can see it, but it's not really meant, there's no way of like being at a, a coach athlete kind of relationship. Well, and you to had to stop to skiing in order to give me and the I have, heart rate. Exactly. So that, that kind of defeats the purpose of prescribing, you know, a certain distance or even a certain intensity because you stop and heart rate, you know, would start to drop even a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, so for running, that, it's fine, but for, of course, yeah, for other for running, functional fitness, skiing, strength rowing, training, I mean, like, skiing yeah. Skiing and can, rowing. Skiing, skiing and, and rowing, rowing. I mean, yeah. strength training, you can stop and look. But skiing and rowing, you know, you, you don't want to have to stop the activity and check. Yeah. Running, yeah. running, you just go like this. But if I'm, you know, if I'm um, using an air bike, it makes it a lot harder, especially, like you said, for a coach, because you know, I'm, I'm trying to get it. I can't yeah. see it, you know, so. And which also leads to, I think when um, you had one uh, client that you were training who did have a loop. And so what you were doing with them was actually able to see their heart rate as you yeah, were it's phenomenal because I literally am holding their phone. I'm holding the iPhone and they're exercising and I'm looking at the heart rate and also the strain um, and, and after a while, whoop, once it gets to know you will actually give a, a, a strain. So during the course of a workout, um, you can see that optimal strain that you're striving for. So it's, I'm watching it in real time, uh, not having to say, what's your heart rate, check your heart rate, which is completely inefficient. So the whoop is much better at, at doing that. Yeah. Um, for a and, coach. Yeah, you know. definitely. Um, yeah. And I mean, the also similar to the other devices, Whoop tracks your sleep, tracks your HRV in the morning, gives you a readiness score of how ready you are. Um, but again, I guess in the past, I've personally found the readiness score to be inaccurate at the time. Um, and that's because at the time that I was using the Whoop, um, they, was, they were only really able to measure strain if you were doing endurance or strength endurance activities not if you were doing strength training activities and i love doing a lot of strength training workouts um, however that has changed they recently acquired a company that measures strain from strength training workouts um, it will probably take maybe another who knows it could be six months 12 months i don't know but it could take some time in order for uh, the algorithms that that company was using to be actually um embedded into the whoop as it is today um so that could very well change um i'd say another i'd say downside of the whoop um my experience i i know i found the the strap kind of a little bit flimsy at times like sometimes it'd fall off and then it broke within you know six months um i'd have to like get a new one whereas like the apple watch i've i haven't had any problems with it um and then of, of course it's the it is like 30 dollars or so a month so it's i mean compared to the other i guess devices it could add up to being a longer term investment um whereas some of the others um you know over the longer term would potentially be not uh, as much of a financial investment um but for the athletes um it's definitely something that is absolutely uh, worth it. Um, so now I want to go into as a coach, because you just like love data and love being able to really give as much personalized recommendations to the person based on their lifestyle, things that they're actually going on in their life. So can you explain how you use, let's maybe let's take the athlete because we're on. So how do you actually use, if someone has a wearable device, how do you actually coach them based on the data that the athlete that well, two, two main things. So I don't, I don't want to 
um, we mentioned already a lot about HRV. So HRV is automatically, again, off the top. If, if uh, in the morning, I'll check, uh, I'll check the um, athlete's HRV. If it's a low HRV, let's say I, I have a, a workout already pre-programmed, right? This is what we're supposed to do today. But then I see that that HRV score is low. I know that their readiness, they're not ready to do this high intensity workout today, even though it's programmed. So we're not going to go forward with that. I have to scrap that or amend that workout to match the HRV score. Um, and that's changed a lot. I have to admit, you know, for many, many years, um, you know, I had the mentality before tracking HRV, um, you know, of this is the workout and you want to reach the top. So we're going to grind through it like mental toughness. Uh, listen, there's something to be said for that always, um, but I don't, I no longer think that that's like the place to build that or establish that. If you're not recovered, change the workout, take a rest day. So, and I've given more rest days as a result of this and had a phenomenal, as a result, improvement in sports performance over time by giving more rest due to noticing where somebody's HRV is and then either backing off or calling in a complete rest day you know, and maybe doing some recovery stuff, infrared sauna, whatever. So that's one. And then two is, and again, this doesn't pertain to strength athletes, but would be um, zone training. So just much better accuracy in terms of um, getting the more accurate zone for say training anaerobic threshold. So rather than using the old, you know, 220 minus your age and uh, rate of perceived exertion, there's a number, there's data. Um, I know what the anaerobic threshold is. I can look at the heart rate in real time. And, you know, we have a number for you. It's 158 beats per minute. And we're going to do our intervals at 158 and it hurts. And, you know, but we know what the number is and we know how far you can push in that anaerobic threshold to improve because that's where you race at, basically. You're, you race at your, your anaerobic threshold. So we got to get really good at it. It just made it that much more accurate. And so better results. Those, those are the two really, really key components. Sleep is connected to HRV. So I, I don't, not, I'm not mentioning it, mentioning it as a third. If you're not sleeping well, you've got a low HRV. So you're not sleeping well, you got a low HRV. You're not recovered. You're not ready to train, you know, so. So what, and then, and go into again, blood oxygen for the, Oh, so um, I, I, I haven't used that. I've just toyed around with that um, myself. I, I really love it. I think it's really cool. Um, and that, that's a whole other um, exercising um, with oxygen and then exercising without oxygen and you want, um, you know, and, and wearing the mask and, and um, using the, the Live O2, which is a whole other podcast. Um, but it's just really cool to be able to track oxygen while I'm cycling um, and see, you know, how far I could push myself based upon what the uh, oxygen is, is telling me. Um, so is that something that then you would, what like based on, would you coach someone based on their, would you pre prescribe workouts to someone um with uh, oxygen levels yeah like i haven't it? started to this is a little bit harder i haven't tried this human hex yet um so i'm um i know about it but i haven't used one in training and then the way that i've been doing it is wearing the device on your finger yeah. 
um, which is a little clumsy, to be honest, because, you know, especially if I'm cycling outdoors and you're like, you know, <laughs> trying not to crash and that's not good. And I don't want to stop and check it. Um, if I'm on an indoor bicycle, it's a little bit better, but still, you know, you're bouncing a little bit, even on a, on an indoor bike. Um, and so, you know, you're kind of like, kind of, oh, there it is. And so, um, I, I like it. It's a little bit awkward at the moment, but, um, I think it's yeah. something that is definitely important if we could just kind of streamline it a little bit more. So for maybe the hex does that. I'm not sure. So for a strength athlete, then it sounds like maybe strength, sleep, strength would be just sleep and HRV. Yeah. You know, um, heart rate, you know, maybe it's just an, uh, maybe an yeah, oil oxygen. Rain. No, but totally, totally sleep. Yeah. So maybe for a strength athlete, it'd really just be either maybe the aura ring, um, yeah, where uh, yeah, or, or um, I mean, maybe even the halo also does yeah. sleep and yeah, well, not HRV no, anymore. It, no, but it does halo doesn't do HRV. No, it doesn't. So, so or and, blue, blue, and yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So now, um, let's say the um, this person, um, they're not an athlete, um, but they just want to be as healthy as they possibly can. Um, so what? So I'm, I'm not fully familiar with Fitbit. That's one that was one of the originals, yes. I believe, right? Is that yeah, correct? Like it Fitbit is. is one of the originals. It's still around. Um, I understand that that's really good. Um, and um, Garmin, uh, Apple Watch, I think kind of any of these are kind of yeah. okay for, for that. So yes. Yeah. So what would, so what uh, data points would you measure with uh, a, there, a there's uh, so many of these now as we mentioned are doing so many things like the the halo is just starting to do so many things from um even making nutritional recommendations am i saying that correct i yeah they're doing uh, I mean, something with nutrition i mean well. they're, they're getting so complex um that they're really starting to almost help to direct people's health total health, not just sports performance. Um, so the basics, counting steps, you know, um, the sleep cycles. I mean, so much stuff that's in there that is now tracked. Okay. So, so you track sleeps, uh, steps. That yeah. I mean, basics, yeah. Basic stuff. That's I mean, there's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, I know just from my experience, like I, you might be wondering, cause I, I have an Apple watch, um, you know, and I said, and that's not something that we, we brought up before. So, um, but it's, I, I really like the Apple watch. I would also put it in the same category as, uh, the person who, uh, either your goal is really just to be as healthy as you possibly can. Um, you could definitely use it if you know, you are, your goal is being an athlete. Um, however, I personally see some of the downsides of using it as an athlete when it's not designed for athletes. Um, so I would say it's in that case, may, you might want to consider maybe getting on it, adding on a, like a halo, I mean, sorry, a, a whoop as well. Um, if you want to be able to track like your, uh, um, you know, have like a coach be able to track your heart rate in time i think the and main the main thing with these things is 
again, I think I said it earlier, take your time, do some research. Yeah. Don't buy on a whim. Um, really know what you want to track ahead of time and then choose as smartly as possible. Yeah. Because there's a lot of information. These things are really cool and really powerful nowadays. And there's a lot of data that can be collected. You just want to make sure that it's going to do what you want it to. Yeah. Because so, you have a lot of choices. It's good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of competition. So, um, and in my experience, even though these design, these devices are designed to be, uh, to make you self-sufficient and being able to uh, coach yourself. I've personally seen that by having coach Pete actually um, being able to provide me with recommendations on top of the data that comes from the device is way more powerful than just looking at it on my own and then cool. trying to make up yeah, my own decisions. Totally um, so with that, it, you, there's no reason for you to be confused with this information. Reach out to us, um, go onto our website, teamapalon.com, schedule a free 15 minute coaching consultation with this guy. Um, he's gonna be talking to you. And so you can get the answers that you need. Thank you.